0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Recovery is and Awesome. I am your host Robo and my day of grace is May the 7th of 2010 and I am as grateful for that as I know how to be today. Uh, so now I want to start on the traditions, right? So obviously we'll start at tradition one. It states our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. And by the way, if you hear animals in the background, it's like Mutual Omaha's wild kingdom around here. It's it's absolutely incredible. All right, back to the 12 and 12. The unity of Alcoholics Anonymous is the most cherished quality our society has. Our lives, the lives of all to come, depend squarely upon it. We stay whole or AA dies. Without unity, the heart of AA would cease to beat. Our world arteries would no longer carry the life-giving grace of God. His gift to us would be spent aimlessly. Back again into the caves, alcoholics would reproach us and say what a great thing AA might have been. Does this mean, some will anxiously ask, that in AA the individual doesn't count for much? Is he to be dominated by his group and swallowed up in it? We may certainly answer the question with a loud no. We believe there isn't a fellowship on earth which lavishes more devoted care upon its individual members. Surely there is none which more jealousy guards the individual's right to think, talk and act as he wishes. No AA can compel another to do anything. Nobody can be punished or expelled. And we'll get more into that when we get to tradition 3. Our 12 steps to recovery are suggestions. The 12 traditions which guarantees AA unity contain not a single don't. They repeatedly say we ought, but never you must. To many minds, all this liberty for the individual spells sheer anarchy. Every newcomer, every friend who looks at AA for the first time is greatly puzzled. They see liberty verging on license, yet they recognize all at once that AA has an irresistible strength of purpose and action. How, they ask, can such a crowd of anarchists function at all? How can they (coughs) possibly place their common welfare first? What in heaven's name holds them together? Those who look closely soon have the key to this strange paradox. The AA member has to conform to the principles of recovery. His life actually depends upon obedience to spiritual principles. If he deviates too far, the penalty is sure and swift. He sickens and dies. At first, he goes along because he must. But later, he discovers a way of life he really wants to live. Moreover, he finds he cannot keep this priceless gift unless he gives it away. Neither he nor anybody else can survive unless he carries the AA message. The moment this 12-step work forms a group, another discovery is made. The most individuals cannot recover unless there is a group. Realization dawns that he is but a small part of a great whole, that no personal sacrifice is too great preservation of the fellowship he learns that the clamor of desires and ambitions within him must be silenced whenever these could damage the group it becomes plain that the group must survive or the individual will not so at the outset how best to live and work together as groups become the prime question in the world about us we saw personalities destroying whole peoples the struggle for wealth power and prestige was tearing humanity apart as never before. If strong people were stalemated in the search for peace and harmony, what was to become of our erratic band of alcoholics? As we had once struggled and prayed for individual recovery, just so earnestly did we commence to quest for the principles through which AA itself might survive. On animals of experience, the structure of our society was hammered out. Countless times in many cities and hamlets, we reenacted the story of Eddie Rickenbacker and his courageous company when their plane crashed in the Pacific. Like us, they had suddenly found themselves safe from death, but still floating upon a perilous sea. How well they saw their common welfare came first. None might become selfish of water or bread. Each needed to consider the others, and in abiding faith, they knew they must find their real strength. And this... They did find in measure to transcend all the defects of their frail craft every test of uncertainty pain fear and despair and even the death of one thus it has been with AA. by faith and by works we have been able to build upon the lessons of an incredible experience they live today in the 12 traditions of alcoholics anonymous which god willing shall sustain us in unity for so long as he may need us There's a lot of good stuff in there. You know, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. I don't know about you guys. I I could stop drinking whenever I wanted. My issue was I couldn't stay stopped. And even if I could stay stopped for a couple days, maybe a week tops, uh, I was miserable, right? I didn't have an alcohol problem. I didn't know how to live. And this program not only teaches me how not to pick up that first drink one day at a time. It actually teaches me how to live. I was unable to do that on my own. You know, if these guys didn't start this thing back in the 30s, when my fat ass walked in here on May 7th of 2010, if this program wasn't around, I honestly don't know where I would be. But I probably wouldn't be as happy, joyous, and free, and full of gratitude as I am today. Because I learned from other people who have gone through the program. I learn by watching and watching people's actions, listening to their words, seeing how they're taking these steps and these traditions and applying them in their daily life to not only not pick up that first drink, but to be happy, joyous, and free, to be the productive members of society, right? To contribute, to give instead of to take all the time. You know, I heard that the the steps are to keep the alcoholic sober, but the traditions are to keep the group strong. You know, if, if I was to go to a meeting and nobody was there, I'd be talking to myself, right? My job when I go to a meeting is to share my experience, strength, and hope and help the newcomer. Or help the alcoholic who still suffers. It doesn't have to be somebody new, you know, whether you got, you know, one day or, you know, 50 years, you know, life still happens. You know, things happen and we react in a different way. However, I don't act as irrationally as I did when I was newly sober as I do now. Um, Do I still act irrationally at times? Absolutely. I'm human. Yeah, I'm an alcoholic, but I'm also human, right? Things piss me off. People get under my skin. People know what buttons to push. And and the issue is I let them, I let them push them. You know, my reaction is what I can control. I can't control what other people say or do. I can't control traffic. If some Jack wagon wants to whoop on in front of me in traffic, you know, and it, you know, I have no control of that, but I can control if I give, you know, if I stick my arm out the window and tell him he's number one, you know what I'm saying? So the traditions help me be a small cog in the AA wheel, right? Uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big book nerd, as some of my friends call me, and, and you know, that's fine, whatever. Um, I love the big book, right? It's it's a guideline for how I live my life on a daily basis. And the 12 and 12 just kind of goes deeper into that. Um, you know, I, I like in here where it calls us anarchist. Because if you're looking on the outside looking in, that's really what it is. It's anarchy. It's like a free for all, every man and woman for himself. Uh, but that's not true. Uh, it works. Not really sure how it works, um, and I really don't care how it works. I just know that it works, and it's helped millions of people. This one in particular, right? And I'm grateful for that. You know, they it, it says they recognize at once that that we have a irresistible strength of purpose and action, and that and that's what it's all about. We get to the program through different ways, right? Whether it's, you know, like me, you almost committed suicide because you ran out of options. You came in through jail, you came in through a treatment. um, You're doing it for somebody else. You are, are forced here by the courts. It doesn't really matter how you get here. We're all going in the same direction. And we all have different lengths of sobriety, which is great, but we're all going in the same direction. Our goal every day is not to pick up that first drink and be as happy as we possibly can be and not to intentionally hurt other people like and and not live the way that we used to live and feel the way we used to feel and look the way we used to look. You know, we have a key to this spread. This whole program is a fucking paradox, whether it's surrender to win or. You got to give it away to keep it or any of those stupid sayings that we have on the wall. I thought they were so stupid when I walked in because I didn't understand. I didn't know. I was double dumb. I didn't know that I didn't know. But now I know that I don't know. I'm only single dumb, (laughs) I guess. But all those sayings are true, right? Live and let live. Don't let people get under your skin. You know, if, if. You know, people are sucking the life out of you. Simple. Quit giving them the fucking straw. You know, it's not that big a deal. You know, there's... You know, we were talking about this in the meeting the other night. It's not so much the big giant things that we have an issue as far as, you know, letting go and turning over and, 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 you know, not emotionally reacting to. It's all the little things. It's just like the little things that get up under your skin and make you absolutely fucking crazy. Um... You know, and, and and once we learn how to deal with that, life gets so much easier. You know, and, and it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I can honestly say it's, it's life is so much easier when you just don't give a fuck. You know, but not in a negative way. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. In a positive way. Right. Like whatever's going on in the world. I ask myself a simple question. Is this going to affect me in a positive way? If the answer is no, I don't give a fuck. If the answer is yes, okay, let's look at it, analyze it. Can I do anything about it? If I can, then let's go do something about it. And if I can't, well, you know what? Just accept it and, you know, because it is what it is. And life is so much easier. And I have so much more serenity and peace when I live this way. You know, but I was taught all this in the rooms of AA. I was taught all this by people who have experienced doing this program, living this program, being serene and having peace in their life. Because when I came in, I had none of that. I didn't know how to live. I didn't know what peace was. I didn't know what serenity was. I didn't know what quiet was. It was I, I didn't know any of that. I had to be taught. And thank God that the Tradition One allows people to come together for a common solution. Because our common welfare should come first, right? I am not, nor is anybody bigger than this program. And if I ever start to think that I am, if I think that I'm bigger than the group, if I think I am more important than another alcoholic who is sitting next to me or sitting on the other side of the room, then I need to check myself. I need to check how I'm working my program that day because we're all equal. It doesn't matter our background, it doesn't matter our skin color, our sexual orientation, who we choose to call God, how much money we got in the bank, what kind of car we drive, what kind of how, how big of our house is, or how big our bank account is. None of that shit matters. We're all alcoholics trying to survive one day at a time with peace, serenity, gratitude, and not picking up that first fucking drink. Because once we pick up that first drink, I know for me, everything else will just start to go away. Now I'm not talking about the house and the wife and the kids and the dogs and the chickens and the cats. No, no. I'm talking about my peace, my serenity, my calmness. But here's what I'm going to get. I'll be irritable. I'll be discontent. I will be rageful. I will be venomous and I will attack everything. Instead of with gratitude, I'll attack everything with hatred and resentment and rage, right? I'll skip the the anger part. I go right past anger into full-on rage and wrath because that's how I used to live. You know, today I make a conscious decision every morning not to live that way. But again, it goes back to tradition one because I had to be taught that. And I didn't read it in a book. I didn't... You know, hear it from a a cassette tape or a CD or hear it on the iPad or the iTunes or whatever. I had to learn that from human beings sitting face to face in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. And Tradition One is the core for that. Because if there is no AA unity, then I absolutely without a doubt have no personal recovery and i thank god for aa every day just like i thank you guys for support thank you guys for listening uh we do have shirts available shameless self-promotion uh recovery is f and awesome.podbean.com you can pay on square just hit the shop button uh we have black shirts and white shirts so if you want to support this channel and support this program you know, please do so. That would, be, uh, that would be the way to do it. Again, I appreciate you guys listening. Y'all have a great day. Stay sober. Enjoy life. Attack everything with a positive mindset and gratitude because shit works out just the way it's supposed to whether we try to control it or not. And if we don't try to control it, life is so much easier. All right, guys. Love you. Remember, recovery is effing awesome.